3: to
1: Levations Friday, Jeff Cameron Show, roll it on, good to have you on board. Oh man, got to hear from my mom this hour. <laughs> uh, not everybody in the chat heard that, I realized now, but uh, yeah, yeah, a little, little bummed out, got to hear from my mom this hour, all that gloating. But uh, yeah, she's in, this is a reason, yeah, celebrate, celebrate, Mama. I saw Mom last night uh, came to Bryce's basketball game. Bryce now with two of his last three games, double-digit points, Tommy. Double-digit oh, points. I think he had 12 last night, something like that. They lost. But uh, I think he had 12. Terrible first half, I told him right after the game. You were awful in the first half. But uh, but a very good second half.
2: I'm sure he had no idea that he was awful in the first half.
1: Tough love Cameron brings it. This is what we do around here. And, uh, yeah, he he had a rough go in that first half. Got it together, though. Showed some mental toughness to bounce back after that feeble effort in the first half. Just uh,
2: know, Bryce, if you're listening and you're not supposed to be and you're still in class, that you can always call Billy Strode if you need uh, some tips on how to get by with tough love dad did,
1: did you run into billy strode didn't you run into billy strode who was it you ran into
2: Oh, uh, billy strode yeah. i was at uh the old monks on tharp and, uh, and rest Ocala. in peace monks you actually came out to hang out with me that day that was the funny part
1: yeah i and- did come out to hang out with you and i wish we could hang out at monks right now because monks is awesome was awesome and it's gone and i'm pissed about mm-hmm. it so many places gone damn it
2: as as is my boy blue there was a day night double header and I decided to watch the night half of the doubleheader. It was a debut for a young pitcher that was unheralded by the name of Jacob DeGrom. And uh, Billy Strode said, hey, don't you work with that? I said, yeah, I'm Billy Strode. And <gasps> You Whoa. thought,
1: man, my boy has ripped you.
2: He was well aware. He was well aware. He said, I appreciate the criticism is what he said.
1: I've had many a player, former player, walk up to me. And in the moment, I thought, man. Maybe I was a little harsh on him, and then they were like, no, it made me laugh. It made me laugh. It used to crack me up. Not every. I've had some parents reach out to me who were not so pleased with the tough love Cameron approach, and I was a little bit tougher even back then. I've softened my stance a little bit over the years. <laughs> so I've gotten older and had kids myself, I've kind of gone a little easier on guys after their four air games.
2: Yeah, you know what? You even have tough love for sponsors sometimes because I remember the first time we had the Chicken Philly in the studio and you said, Zaxby's, I'm not going to lie. I thought this was going
1: to suck. I did. I did, and I'll reiterate. I'll double down here, Zaxby's. I thought that the Chicken Philly idea that you guys had was stupid, and I didn't have any idea why you were going to try to mess up something that's already great. Like, what are we doing here? Why are we going Philly cheesesteak? Philly cheesesteaks are awesome. You can't make them better. Why are we going this route? And then... Danny, being a proud Golden Chief booster and badass for over 19 years, giving back to the community at his 109 locations throughout Tallahassee, said, I want you to have this chicken Philly. I want you to go by there and pick it up for free. I want you to eat this chicken Philly and then talk to me about your nonsense opinion about what we can't do. You think I had 109 Zaxby's open up in Tallahassee because I thought about the things we couldn't do? Get you one of these fillies. And I did. And it didn't suck. It didn't suck. I was like, this is, not only does it not suck, Tom, I said to, this, to you off the air, this wasn't a gig. I just said, hey, this is good. This is no. really good. The
2: key was they got
1: the bread right,
2: That's which is the they, get, they get everything. But that tells you, man, sometimes it's like even when you go to the restaurant, do they have like the bread thing if they get it down to that little detail that little granular granular thing mm-hmm. where even the bread's delicious you're like man these people are detail oriented and that's what zaxby's is they're very deep the sauces are good the sides are good every little thing adds together
1: it is zaxby's is delicious and uh, you can go by there and get you some good zaxby's for the weekend get you the platter got so many damn fingers there you'll be eating for three days it's glorious glorious uh, thank you, Zaxby's. We love our relationship with you. And I, we believe we can speak honestly about these things. That's why I'm not afraid to uh, show some tough love. I thought it was a bad idea. Turned out I was wrong. They got it right. I saw somebody mention, oh yeah, Daryl Dickey's wife did not enjoy the commentary from Tough Love Karen Called into the show back when I used to take phone calls. Uh, Daryl Dickey's wife did. And uh, I pinned her down. I kind of knew. I was like, yeah, oh, this sounds like somebody who's a little too emotional. A little too caught up in it. With the criticisms. What made me laugh was she was like, oh, and what about Jeff (laughs) Bauer? She's pointing fingers at her husband's coworkers on the show. I had Jimbo yell at me one time and more than one time, but he had, uh, he was, he was quoting me and I thought, well, there's no chance in hell you heard me say that. So this is somebody telling you that I said this and they got it wrong. Uh, They were cherry-picking what I said. Uh, Completely out of context, Tom. Completely out of context. And at the time, I said, at the time, I said, we record these shows on dat tapes. I will bring the dat tape over over to you. We can listen to it together. We can listen to it together. But he didn't want to do that. He didn't want to
2: do that. No, he... he as I recall, you went no, 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 yeah, yeah, no, no,
1: no, no. I'll do the interview. That's what I do. I'm professional. Let's let's go. What come <laughs> on? Right. I'm professional. I'm, I'm professional. Yeah.
3: I'm no, like you're sorry no. ass. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh huh. And then I'm like, okay. And then I'll give him credit. Because I said, all right, you sure? He's like, yeah, come on, let's go, let's go. I said, I'd do the interview, let's do the interview. And then I went, all right, three, two, one, welcome back. Jimbo Fisher joins us on the Jeff Hey, Jeff. Like, nothing <laughs> had ever happened after you just got done screaming at me.
2: Yeah, Coach, big win for you. It really was. It really was, you know. I, I thought situationally, we were pretty good on third down, especially first half.
1: Think The things in which we do. Yeah, the, the things in which we do. I, I say that around the house just because it's ridiculous. It just doesn't even mean anything. Like – Hey, about to do laundry. Anybody got the clothes? You pick them up in there, kids? In and, and the things in which we do, you know? <laughs> They're like, what? Bring them out to the basket. We're doing laundry. Let's go. Things in which we do. Well, and, and, and kind of just, a, you know, in, uh, in the things in, in, in well, which we do. And, he,
2: and then he'd say, in time. In time. Mm.
1: In time. Uh, look, right. uh, y'all, y'all y'all got debt. <laughs> Why do you make it disappear? Watch you make it go away. <laughs> Another body. Another body is the all time greatest. Coach, uh, what is uh which was the player?
2: I'm trying to think. I'm not forgetting on purpose. I'm trying to think of the player. 340
1: pounds. Uh, what does so and so do for R- you?
2: Yeah, uh Ruble. Ruble.
1: Oh, Brock Rubel, that was the best. Coach, what does uh Ruble bring bring for you, bring do for you? Uh, well, another body. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't think of anything. He couldn't uh, think of and, anything well, other than Ruble existed.
2: <laughs> and and then but then his alarm bell went off he said, like, "No, I don't mean I." Don't, I, yeah, I yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh another body. Oh, I you know, uh, Brock is uh <laughs> That is, that is all time good. Um, another body is a, is a toughie to get around at that imagine hearing that. As a, he knew it too. He knew that kid was gonna hear that at some point and be like, oh.
3: good God.
1: Yes, I'm alive. Thanks. That is evil. Uh do you wanna do this here or you wanna wait? You wanna you wanna go straight into it? We can go straight into it. It's fine. Well, I um you know we get to my mom on time today i've been making her way too long lately but uh yeah, that's
2: true we, the red zone segments have gotten from four minutes to six minutes to 12 to 18 so that that's fair
1: well one of the things that uh and the reason why is um i mean adam and his gang they're artists in financial services they're fantastic and so i i want to do that just you know, do them justly uh but i also have grown to love the red zone questions so Queue it up if you would, Matthew. We're going to do it right now, and I'm going to answer these questions definitively. I feel—I feel, I don't know what we're doing, but I'm excited about it. Here we go.
3: Welcome to the majesty.
1: Every freaking rep.
3: The elegance. To win the game. Oh, it hits the upright. It's no good. You have entered. Someone burned down the funeral
0: home. You burnt the funeral home.
3: Lives will be changed. Seven. Mothers will cry. When you see your players give all that they have and uh, and you lose that way, it's tough. Legacies are etched into eternity. I know who I am. North, South Dakota was his brother from West Virginia. This is the Red Zone. That's good to know.
1: And it's important to score in the red zone, but you have to be prepared for success in the retirement red zone as well. Five years leading up to your retirement date and the five years after. Critical times for both planning for your family and yourself. And uh, we know a guy who's really good at it. The best at it. Noel Adam Tober. That's who it is. That's right. Uh, his team, Artisan Financial Strategy, prepared to help coach you to victory. Whether you're at midfield or on the goal line, let's get this thing worked out. So that you don't run out of money. You protect yourself and your family against rising health care costs. And, of course, you want groups that are experienced. They are 30-plus years of planning experience, world-class resources to help you navigate the way. For more information, NoelRetirement.com is where you want to go. NoelRetirement.com, all one word, make it happen. Artisan Financial Strategy. Tom, fire away. What do we got?
2: Okay, so it's a one-off today, but it's it's a weighty topic. Instead of four downs, this is it, because Florida State is getting to the nitty-gritty for basketball if you want to believe in the ding or the chew or the chugga or anything. Maybe worse than that, the beep-beep. Florida State's got 12 wins. They've got 12 wins to date. They've got 12 games to go. And so my question to you, and Mm. we'll put up a visual aid for those of us that are watching on uh, TV. Yeah. What? over or under 19 and a half wins at the end of the regular season for Florida State over or under 19 and a half wins for the reg- regular season only not ACC tournament for Florida State 12 games to go they need to win 8 of those 12
1: yeah yeah um let's do it live on the air it's a basically a W and L's a W and L's segment in a weird way since I have this visual aid before me Uh, North Carolina this weekend, I previewed at length the uh, game in the first hour and talked about what would have to be different this time around, and uh, we're going to start with loss to North Carolina, unfortunately, so uh, that's, now now we're we're running out of games to get to these eight, Tom, running out of games. At Louisville, win. At Boston College, win. Virginia here. Ooh. Ooh. Kind of a toss-up. I'm going to go win. I'm going to go win.
3: Okay. Um, so I'm gonna
1: go win. That's three. Then we're gonna go loss on the road to Virginia Tech. Loss to Duke. Win against Boston College. So is that five? We got to five there. At Clemson, loss. NC State here, win. At Georgia Tech, uh, win. At Pitt,
2: we're uh, three and five in conference. Twelve and seven overall. I know. Nine o'clock tip. I hate go. the
1: nine o'clock tip. Hate it.
2: We got three more of those. Look at that.
1: Dark and yeah. dungy. Sorry, lighting in that place. It's ridiculous. Tony Dungey. Man, I'm gonna go win, and then we're home to Miami. So that I think we got there right. I think we got to so, eight right there.
2: I think it's uh, Miami might be for all the marbles.
1: Okay. Well, you know we took care of business down there, and uh, I'll. Uh, I'll say win. I'll say win. Okay. Well, sweepage of the Canes.
2: Well, look, if it plays out that way, that you, just might 20 wins. Grab a, you might not get a marquee win in that slate, but that would be a 14-win ACC program at that point. Mm-hmm. And you'd have 20 regular season wins. and That's it's not terrible. What would you be like, 20 and 10, 20 and 11? You would be 20 and 11 mm-hmm. and 14 and 6. In 14 ACC and 6, play. 20
1: and 11, you know. That's what that would be. That's what that would be. That would uh, we wouldn't get the we wouldn't get the choo choo with that, but it would be a respectable campaign that you'd feel good about.
2: Yeah, well, it would be a backloaded campaign. You there, you could finish twenty and eleven and be terribly disappointed with a bad February March. This would be the other way completely.
1: Yeah, it would be, and you know, golly, if you j- like this weekend, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. This weekend, the rematch against North Carolina, like if you want to, with great, just bluster, scream at the top of your lungs, choo-choo, it starts with the game against North Carolina, 2 o'clock tomorrow, TLC C. If for some reason you can't go, it's on ESPN. If you're in town, make your way over there. A matchup of the ACC's top two teams, Tom. Mm. Top two from a record standpoint. And uh, if you find a way, eight weeks removed from having a huge lead in the second half against North Carolina at the Dean Dome, 45-31, 17 to play. Looks like we're going to upset the Tar Heels. Ah, but alas, we did not. And um, they came back and and, and won, and we were frustrated. And I thought, man, that's one that's going to haunt you a little bit. Can you get revenge? Because if you do, if you are able to get this win, then maybe, just maybe, we are starting to talk a little bit about a possible choo-choo run. Like, just, just, all you got to just sneak in. I don't care. Just get in.
2: Well, the thing is, if you're going to win this game tomorrow, it's not going to be because you shoot the lights out from three. That's just that you already tried that, and it didn't work. And you hit, I think, I can't imagine we've had more than 12 threes in a game at any other point this season. We were 12 of 28. From behind the line, that's brilliant work. I think it would have to be with points in the paint. You got to be better on the glass. You got to, you know, draw more fouls. Get to the foul line. Make your free throws
1: every once in a while.
2: You got to make them. Yeah, but so I think if you were going to win this game tomorrow, the steps that would need to be taken would show the capability at at a different level. At a different level for us, because that was outlier city. It was we got hot from three. Was was how we built that lead last time. If you do it tomorrow, I think it's going to be because of the paint, it's going to be because of the rotation, it's going to be because of turnovers generated, fast break points, transition things like that. And if you can do that to North Carolina, then it's I think it's fair at that point to start expecting things out of this team instead of saying, "Oh, it's a nice story, you know, a good rebound season." If they do it to North Carolina like that tomorrow, you need to start expecting things. That would be a fun conversation
1: to have. Uh, By the way, Noel Dad says, what's the race to tomorrow and how many points does Watkins have? Watkins is going to finish with 18. I feel good about the 18 number for for Watkins. He's been a very good player for us. And then uh, the race is to 68. Well, I
2: like our chances if you believe that
1: the race well, is I'm that try- low. I'm trying to put it at a place that we could win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cheating. I'm trying to put it at a place that would get us a win. If it, if it gets into into the high 80s, we got zero chance. I think we're in trouble if it's the high 70s. Let's get it down around 72, 68 to 72. You got a shot. I believe he's
2: averaging uh, just under 16 points in conference play. He's been good, Since man. And six. Yeah.
1: yeah, we've got yeah. some players that make us smile a little bit here. This is not devoid of fun and and or interest. It's been it's been pretty good um, as of late. You know, they have played much better. Go see my friends at Artisan Financial Strategies. Again, if you want to learn more, that is nolretirement.com. had a couple people recently say they reached out and did that. We appreciate that. Support the businesses that do business with us. We don't go into, into business relationships with folks that uh, don't do good work. So we appreciate Artisan Financial Strategies. Jeff Cameron, show three three Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. There it is, obviously Friday, there's ACDC, and that means Mom will be with us here momentarily as we get set to uh, wind it down. Always makes me sad we get this late in the year. I'm all at once anticipatory of the games this weekend, gave you some things to look at from a betting standpoint that could be fun. At the same time, it is not lost on me in these moments where not much football left. You have to start to mentally shift, prepare, get yourself in a place where you're able to handle it, especially now in the time period where a lot of football information comes forth almost year-round, so it kind of brings your attention back to a place where you get excited. Uh, hopefully, if it's good information or or news that's good uh, about seeing football, knowing that you can't that you got you got a good long ways. So try to enjoy the hell. Out of what we got going this weekend uh, and then uh, and know that there's one final shebang after this. So this is all we get. So this is the, uh, uh, the fun ones to wager on and to uh, see who our Super Bowl foes will be. I think she is ready to roll, so we will do the normal introduction here and then uh, see if she ends up winning this series uh, against me this year by double digits. It's possible. It's entirely possible. I think I'm down nine after last week because i just took all the other yeah i think that's right uh all right cue it up let's go
3: and now for another edition of the family pick nick
0: go to your room Ma, the meatloaf.
3: take it away jeffrey
1: well mom there's uh, no suspense in this and uh <laughs> it, it, it's all over but the shot, and we'll see if you can get up to double digits. It was good oh, to see you. Goodness. Good I to see you no last idea. night.
0: Uh, it was great to see you too. I loved being at the game, and uh, Bryce had a great second half. He did. And, uh, yeah, he really did, and it was really, it was really lots of fun. It was a, it was a long day, but it was, but it was worth it.
1: It was, and I'm glad you and Bob were able to be here. And now on to the wagers. We've got Kansas City at Baltimore, and I think you're going to take Baltimore, right?
0: I I am. I uh, I You know, I should probably, t- yeah, and that is actually who I would like to win that game. I was going to say I should pick, you know, who I really would like to win, because since I'm so far ahead. It doesn't matter. There it is. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I got to enjoy it while I can, because next year it might be entirely different.
1: Yeah, I too am taking Baltimore, and uh, I, I, I don't think Kansas City pulls this off. But it's hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes; he's been so good.
0: I agree with you. It's very hard, it's, and and he's playing. You know, he's playing at Baltimore and everything. But I don't know. It just kind of feels like maybe, you know, it's Baltimore's year at least to get to the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I mean, they have been the best team in the regular season, and uh, they have played really well against good teams, too. Their record against teams with winning records is outstanding, so it's Baltimore's to lose, in my opinion. We're on the same page there. Okay, does the upset occur at all? Does Detroit go shock San Francisco? Are you going to just stand pat with the favorite here and take San Francisco?
0: Well, you know what? I'm going to take the Lions because I, I, because I can and, be, and because I really want them to win. Now, I don't dislike Sam Fran and I really like John Lynch and I like the Brock Purdy story and all of that. So if they win, I won't be upset. But I really do. You know, I've liked the Lions all year. I like the coach. I like. I just. I like them. And so I really would like them to win. I doubt that they will win. But you know, San Fran doesn't have a real great record with. You know how this all. You know plays out with them getting. You know, to the Super Bowl, or then get into the Super Bowl. Now I think I can't remember what this thing was, but they haven't they haven't won the Super Bowl or even gone in quite some time.
1: No, they went to the Super Bowl not all that long ago. Remember, they uh, they they lost to Baltimore.
0: Well, that's right. No, it hasn't been that long since they went, but it's been it's been a minute now, and it's been a really long time since they won.
1: Yeah. Well, it, luckily for them, it's not like the the Cowboys stretch. <laughs> Just, yeah. You gotta gotta yeah. go back a ways, but yeah. Um, well, they just—it's interesting because we thought. I think we thought that uh, they would win it a year ago. I think we yeah. thought, you know, I mean that they, you're talking about winning the whole thing. They get to Super Correct. Bowls, but yeah, you're talking about winning it. Yeah, I think we, yeah. I think we thought that they would would have won another one by now. I I think that um, I, I go back to the beginning of the season. And I said I thought San Francisco would win the Super Bowl, and yet I find myself a little nervous now. They did not play well last week, and I'm no, they didn't. I, and I'm thinking, all right, they're either going to wake up and play very well, or they have some things that uh, need fixing, and it'll get exploited. I don't know that Detroit can get enough stops to get the win on the road, and so that's that's where. I'll differ with you, and I'll take San Francisco.
0: Okay. Well, I think that's probably the right pick, absolutely. I'm, I'm picking more with my heart than, uh, you know, than my head on, on that one. But anyway, I'm hoping it's just going to be a good game.
1: Uh, said that earlier. I want this to be, I mean, it's our last weekend of football and it's really only a Sunday and you only get two games. next. Obviously the next time it's one game and then the season's over and you have that interminable wait. So you just want great games. I agree with you. I don't really have a rooting interest for any of the teams that remain.
0: No, I know. Me neither. And I do think that the Bucks did, you know, they played for for the mistakes that they made last week. I really think, I mean, they were still in it until the end, until Baker threw that interception. That was just unfortunate because I was thinking they might even had a chance to tie it up.
1: Well, 17 all going in the fourth quarter. So, you you know, that's all you could ask for, for a team that I thought might win five
0: games. I know. So I think we really did have a have a really good season. But, yeah, well, we'll see what happens. You know, i got to just add this. I'm, I'm sure you've seen it or heard it or whatever, but did you see who Atlanta hired for their head coach? Yeah, it's been a
1: long time since Raheem Morris uh, was on the sidelines for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at just 32 years of age, so he gets a second shot.
0: Oh my lord! I think that was a. I I don't think that was a good good choice. I mean, they nobody nobody cares what I think, but I can't believe. I wonder. Bill just, Belichick must have just wanted total control or something, and they didn't want to do that because I can't imagine if you're going Bill, Raheem, Raheem, Bill. I mean, I I don't know how that works out.
1: Seventy-two years old. They've been terrible in New England post Brady. He looks washed. He wanted complete control. I see how it works out.
0: Well, i that's why I think, the complete control thing. And I know he does look battered and, and bruised. And, and well,
1: and also, his te- and also, Mom, more than battered and bruised, his teams suck. They've been
0: well, awful. He didn't have a quarterback.
1: That's well, well, come on, Bill. Let's go. You're the GM. You've been out here like an ass for several years since Brady left, not being able
0: to get anybody to play decent at all. I know. I, <laughs> I know. Well, it'll be really funny if he doesn't get a job.
1: Yeah, I think he's going to it's going to work out. He'll be all right, mom. He's made a gazillion dollars. He's oh, wor-
0: <laughs> oh, I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about him. I am kind of upset about uh, Dave Canales getting the job in Carolina.
1: I'm not I, I didn't love Canales. I know what we did, and I understand the year we had. I, I don't love him. He For three quarters of the year, he was hell on running on first down at all times instead of letting Baker throw on first down and neutral down, and we spent half the year as, as ineffective a team running the football as you could be, and yet he just run into the teeth of it over and over again. Eh, whatever.
0: Well, I wonder. They were talking about us trying to get the guy that's in Baltimore now. Uh, is it M- Munkin? Munkin?
1: Oh, Todd Munkin. The uh, yeah. Well, you want to bring him back as a co- he was a coordinator, if you remember.
0: Yeah, I know, I know. Well, anyway, that's what I was. What they were talking about that today on something I was listening Ooh. to. I don't know if it was local or what, but anyway, he's good.
1: He's very good. I'd be fine with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, it would so be great. If um, were
0: talking about that, I don't know. But anyway, that was just a little bit of a little bit of gossip.
1: Hang in there, mom. We'll get our guy. We'll be okay. I love you, and I'll talk to you later.
0: All right, I love you too. You guys have a good weekend. Okay, you too. Bye. Bye.
1: All right. So she has got the Lions because she can pick anybody she wants, and it doesn't make a difference. I'm trying to think, is there? A t- who's a team? Who's a team that you? Uh, do you have a second team, Tom, besides Minnesota? Because of your wife, I'm trying to think who your other team is. Besides, I mean, we all we're both Bucks fans, but everybody has a second team that they're kind of you know. Uh, the pseudo like,
2: um, before this iteration and this dynasty, I feel like when if your second team goes on a run, like you gotta let them go. You can't you can't root for them anymore. But I always enjoyed Kansas City before Mahomes got there, before my man Alex Smith was there. I just it was always a really cool looking place. I know that Seattle for you know when they changed their uniforms and they and they built the new stadium, like everybody loved that place. But Arrowhead has always been. Just rambunctious. It's been nuts. It has the football weather. Oh, I love those uniforms. I was always kind of a Chiefs guy, but when they start winning left and right, like that's that's the end of that. So, um, yeah, it's Minnesota squarely, but it, but it used to be the Chiefs, and I think it was partially because they they can't win at the time, which is like they're never gonna they're never gonna win. They're never gonna mount anything. It's fun to root for a team like that. That's just a bunch of lovable losers, and I think there's a lot of people rooting for Detroit well, for that, that
1: is a, 100% that's the reason that a lot of people are. I mean, they they really have never done anything. Yeah. I mean, just been ass, sorry, pitiful, embarrassingly bad for eons. It's hard to fathom they sucked as bad as they did for as long as they did. It's almost impossible to do that.
2: Especially in the last 20-plus years of a salary cap league. Yeah. Pretty much impossible.
1: The league's yeah. built around going 8 and 8. I mean, they, that's what it's set up for. Like, you can't possibly be that kind of pathetic. So, yeah, I think a lot of people have had uh, a soft spot in their heart for, uh, for the Lions. I think that's, I, I, I'm, I agree with you. I agree with you. Jeff Cameron Show 93 3, Real Talk Radio, WarChant TV.
3: The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network. Check out WarChant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's WarChant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Did
1: you watch the men the dead final there? Did you see the, him kick his, uh, punch his ticket into the uh, finals? You did. It was good, wasn't it? Come back win there i can uh i'm starting to delve into wagering on tennis that Medvedev match was awesome did you watch any of that tommy
2: i did not i all i know like so i turned on the local news this morning and uh because news up here like there's actual stuff going on and uh they said breaking news novak lost and i said all
1: right i, <laughs> I, forgot. <laughs> I forgot i forgot that you would care about that that's right yeah he did it was breaking news up here that, that Djokovic was not going to be
2: in the final. It's like, okay, it should be breaking news. That's wonderful. It's wonderful.
1: Yeah, his, uh, his undefeated streak in the Australian Open semis has come to an end. The 10-time champion reached his record extending 48th Grand Slam semifinal. <laughs> Those numbers are staggering. They are. It's what, weird to say out loud that the 10 time champion of the event has reached his record, failed to extend his record uh, 48th Grand Slam semifinal win streak. That's insane.
2: Well, what's ridiculous is if you look at the last 15 years or so of tennis, there's been like three good guys or four good players. It's about it. And the men's draw. You know, the women's draw, somebody new wins. You got two first time winners, it feels like every year in the Grand Slams or the majors. And in the men's side, it's just been the same dudes. It's like Congress.
1: It's the same effing people every year. Thousand years old, out there still doing it. Yeah, he had won 32 consecutive matches in Melbourne before, 32 before falling to uh, Janik Center. And uh, the other match was the one I'm referencing, which was the uh, uh, Zverev-Medvedev matchup, which was uh, 5-7-3-6-7-6-7-6-6-3. That was a war. And fun, and that reminded me of how much I miss two sports being important and like having a group of people to kind of tell the story, uh, to write the novel uh, of certain sports. And and I this happens once every few years on this show because I grew up playing and watching and loving tennis. Um, but I would like a, a bevy of uh, American players to matter. And to have you know seven or eight guys contending for championships instead of one or two, as you're describing, it doesn't really happen anymore in the men's game. The women's game is much more interesting because of that. And uh, the other, for me, is is still for me heavyweight boxing or boxing in general, which has gone the way of the dodo. I mean, uh, for a guy that grew up when I did in the '80s, with whether it, whether you want to talk about middleweights or heavyweights, it, it was incredible. And I go back years and years thinking about. All the Marvin Hagler fights and the things that we watched that were just unreal. And of course, I remember the tail end of Ali's career, unfortunately, with uh, the beatings he took. But I, I yeah, it's um, it's unfortunate.
2: Even in my era in the '90s, I feel like if I was you know in my 20s at that time and not you know eight, ten years old, I would have had to have put aside a pay-per-view budget for all of the fights. Like you would have to have a budget for either going to the bar to watch it. Or having your friends over like, because there were three or four big time events every year, and it might have been heavyweight mostly, but sometimes there was a middleweight fight that like everybody and you wanted had, to you see. Had to watch, yeah, like, like the pay per view business was huge. It was humongous.
1: Well, you, the sport was always crooked, but never as divided and convoluted and silly as it got. And sixteen different uh, titles and just silly. You know, you had you, fighters fought more frequently. First of all. And you could get a lot of great free fights back then, you know, like wide world of sports actually had, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm dating myself here. I mean, I don't think you ever watched wide world of sports. Did you? Yeah,
2: I think it might've become like a variety show. It was like a, a caricature of itself with Jim McKay when I was a kid that might've been it.
1: Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Every weekend I would, I would sit down and you know, they had the whole beginning, the whole montage with the agony of defeat and all that. But I, I, you'd get good fights frequently, really good fights. And, um, I so thoroughly enjoyed watching uh, all of those guys, and 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 knowing that I could look forward to another good fight uh, two months later, it's just it's gone. And I get it; people love watching MMA and all of that now, and that's that's what everybody is into. I have never been; I don't dislike it. I just don't find myself following. Uh, it's it 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 doesn't seem to be growing anymore either. By the way, um, it they also seem to have an event every hour like every time I look up and'm like don't forget to buy such and such number one ninety seven I'm like, sweet Jesus, this is what... I remember the first ones
2: yeah it um let's see the next UFC card I'm showing is two ninety seven two ninety seven yeah. it it's watered down it's it's they had a good they had a good run early and they had a good run with the um uh, the reality show the ultimate fighter mm-hmm, like the, mm-hmm. those first few seasons were excellent they were really really good. And then now it's just there's too much to keep up with. It's, it's like the, uh, the NBA regular season, Major League Baseball regular season to a degree where if you're trying to follow all of it, it's just too much. It's just like, when, when does it matter? Is this the pay-per-view I should buy? Or is it the one that happens three hours from now? Like, which one should I spend my money?
1: There's not a buildup to a unified belt. This fight happens a year from now. And we're going to hear about this leading up to it. And these two guys are recognized by all who watch the sport as the most certified badasses. Both are 37 and 0 and dominant. Yeah. You know, you don't, those fights, man, there was nothing, like a great heavyweight fight back in the day. There was nothing like it. The build-up to the heavyweight championship of the world was insane.
2: Well, and if they're going to do this thing where they just, you know, break out a, a fight every weekend that uh, for the first hour you can catch on ESPN and the three hours you actually want to watch are 60 bucks. like at least take a page from the WWF or the WCW and create little points in the map and the calendar and just name those events like the Royal Rumble, like WrestleMania. Like, if you don't, and it's like, hey, remember uh, UFC 278? Are you sure that was 278 or 276? Like, it just, it's not a way to brand
1: anything. It's so funny how different uh, the times are in terms of, of the fight game. I was in school in 1992, the Bo Holyfield first fight happened. And I, it was Awesome! I remember watching that, and I can remember watching Holyfield and Michael Dokes. I can remember watching uh, some of these great fights. Now, you know, you can go. I, I obviously, uh, it, my granddad would talk about Rocky Marciano and Jersey Joe Walcott or something like that. And you know, like you can go find those fights on YouTube. Uh, I do remember. I think the first real memory I have of an anticipated heavyweight fight. I tell you this about baseball where I remember watching the Yankees and the Dodgers in the World Series in, in the 70s and thinking that was a big, obviously I remember 79 with the Pirates and, and, and winning the World Series, but I can remember Larry Holmes versus Ken Norton, uh, and they had, uh, they fought more than once, and uh, and Ken Norton had such a big punch, and I just, I remember that fight and thinking, well, this is awesome, I need more of this, uh, but, you know, I, I obviously I wasn't, uh, I was alive maybe, let's see. Maybe I wasn't. In 71, Frazier and Ali, quote-unquote, fight of the century. Went around. But you go back and watch those fights, it's something to behold. And nothing really can capture the imagination like the threat of that kind of violence. one punch and it's over. It's, it's, if somebody gets got, it, it, it's always there. It's always on the edge. Just
2: remember that Joe Lewis came out of retirement to fight Rocky Marciano when <laughs> he was 76 years old.
1: <laughs> the barbershop scene is fantastic. Be Joe Lewis's ass. Joe Lewis was 76 years old when they fought. <laughs> One time Frank Sinatra came down sat chair. Frank, <laughs> told us, Frank, between you and me, yeah. how old is Joe <laughs> Lewis? <laughs> That's the wonderful pre-internet days where you couldn't call BS on anybody. <laughs> where you're just like, well, maybe that happened. I don't know. Man, uh, you don't know no Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Tyson Razor Ruddock was a better fight than everybody thought it was going to be. And I can think about Holmes and Shavers, and I can think, man, there's been so many good f- ah, I'm in a boxing trap. That's it. I miss it terribly. We'll come back, wrap it up momentarily. Jeff Carridge at 933 Real Talk Radio, Watch TV.
2: What's good, everybody? It's T Lizzie here, and I'm talking about Hello Fresh. Can you believe it? I'm doing myself a little pod read here for our friends at Hello Fresh. They're supporting both Jeff and I here. ...on the podcast, and they want us to let you know about what it is they do... ...and why they can help you with a New Year's resolution. If it's to save money, to eat better, or stress less... HelloFresh is here to help you do any or all three. Just say hello to your most delicious year yet with fresh ingredients and chef crafted recipes at a price that you'll like delivered right to your door. Each HelloFresh box is packed with farm fresh ingredients and everything arrives pre-portioned right to your doorstep for less hassle and less wasted food. So here's the cool thing. I have not tried HelloFresh yet, but the box has arrived at my house today. I've got three outstanding meals. I chose the plan of meat and veggies. I'm going with the basics here because I'm kind of a picky eater so they can work around my pickiness and the three meals that we're going to be cooking up at my house are sweet chili pork and cabbage stir fry all right sweet and spicy apricot chicken and pecan crusted salmon very excited to try this out they've got easy sheets little placards that come with the menus they show you how much time it takes to prep how much time it takes to cook and the calories involved with each one of the meals so simple and I can't wait to give it a shot. If you want to experience what we're about to experience, go to HelloFresh.com slash CameronFree and use code CameronFree for free breakfast for life. That's right, one breakfast item per box while your subscription is active. That is free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash CameronFree with code Cameron Free. Okay, so you got to go to the website, HelloFresh.com slash C-A-M-E-R-O-N-F-R-E-E, and then type in that same code at checkout. I'm about to find out, you should find out too, why HelloFresh is America's number one
3: meal kit. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3.
1: Gotta let that ride. I actually woke up this morning wanting to be in New Orleans train, 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 to listen to great music and eat tremendous food and uh, kind of be like not in the touristy spots, but just the little you know the cool hangouts with the music and the food and the getaway. Yeah, I kind of did. I oddly I did. So when you hit that just now, I thought, good call, buddy. Good call. So, Malik Benson, Tuesday, 9 a.m., we will hear from him. 9.15, Devontae Brown. 9.30, Jalen Brown. Past. 9.45, Tuesday, TJ Ferguson. That's a big man. That's a big man. Thursday, more newcomers. Uh, we've got uh, B.J. Gibson. We've got D.J., DJU, uh, Grady Kelly, and uh, Drejaye is going to be also on uh, Thursday. So the newcomers will be heard from, and it will be a nice little, I don't know, a little chunk of football-related news. Hear what those young men have to say. See how that strikes you. I don't know. Sometimes over the years, Tom, we've heard a guy speak, and we've thought instantly, this is going to work out. This is, that's what I'm talking about. He's saying all the things. Yes, like it. Other times, you're like, I don't know. I don't know about this guy. So we'll see. We'll find out from the youngsters next week, Tuesday and Thursday. This
2: is uh, heavily transfers. You got one high school player out of this group of eight. This is going to be a series over three weeks where Florida State rolls out. For the first two weeks, it looks like uh Well, no, they got two days next week, three days in week two, and then two days in week three. So you've got in all seven days of newcomer interviews. I'm telling you already that Elijah Moore, the wide receiver at a high school is one of those kids that's going to kill it at the podium. I'm looking forward to getting to know some more of these guys though. This is going to be fun. TJ Ferguson. Hmm. On uh, Tuesday is definitely one that's going to be interesting.
1: Hundred percent. Yeah, I, I listen. I'm really pumped about most of these guys, what they bring to the table. I told you when we did W's and L's, which was awesome and fun yesterday, and I think people enjoyed it. And we we got into it, man. We did a meaty version of W's and L's yesterday. If you missed it, that was yesterday's show. You can find the video Warchant TV. You can listen to the podcast, all that good stuff. Go to Warchant.com. You'll find it. It was good. It was it, all of it, but um. It got me thinking again about probably the unreasonable expectations I have for this team. It, it did. And and I love that. And it's largely because of these guys that we're going to be hearing from, all the newcomers. I'm really pleased with a lot of the people that they've brought in and guys that I think can contribute. And that includes a few of the high school guys that I think will actually, especially uh, Davis, has a chance to I think contribute right away in a meaningful way. That dude is built You know, the overused phrase, built different. He is built different. He is compact. He is low to the ground. That's a low center of gravity. He is thick. It's hard to tackle that. I think he'll have an impact in year one. I think he's got the body type to contribute as a freshman.
2: Yeah, it'll be fun to watch, too, on the defensive side of the ball, how some of these members of the secondary fit in. Because we saw it last year from the tour of duty, even into spring camp with the early enrollees. The quality, the caliber of athlete that we were bringing in at that position group was just different. They were larger. They were... They were rangier. Uh, they had the quicks. They had straight-ahead speed. And I, I'm interested to see, you know, you can only get a kind of a sense at the podium, but what some of these young guys look like, um, you know, the next wave. Are, do we have back-to-back classes in which you've got players like that? And are there more position groups where you've got players like that? The good news is, though, and this is why I think your expectations, you can tell me if I'm wrong, are so high, is just you've brought in so many quality Power 5-level players. Yeah. And while, while you don't have a headliner quite yet, like a Keon Coleman, you've got dudes with a ton of experience who have played big time games for big programs, seasons with big games. You know, it's not like they, these are all two in 10 football teams that these players are coming from. Giant expectations. They get the size of the monster. It's like a bunch of Keandre Jones from last year. He was at Auburn. He understood what it was to go against an SEC front. But even better, that Alabama and that winning tradition. You've got a bunch of kids from there. And then a second teamer, all conference, and Sione Lolohea, who we're gonna hear from in coming weeks, and Duro Jaye too on the defensive line. Like for me, I guess what I'm getting at is outside of DJU, it's that defensive line and those additions that get me very excited.
1: I don't know how they couldn't, right? I mean, I, I think that they hit largely. That they didn't get the the kid from Purdue. I would have liked to have seen that. That would have been a difference maker, but to bounce back in the manner that they did and get the versatility off the edge that they did. You're talking about some guys that can rush the passer. Peyton comes back, obviously can do that. But other guys that can really set the edge, and we know there's real value in that. So, yeah, I'm very excited. I think they've filled a lot of needs here with quality players who have a ton of experience. Tom, great work out of you, brother. Have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy your walk down to the pub, sir, as I know you do on Fridays. I wish I was walking with you, partner. We'll do that soon enough. Matthew, great work out of you, as always, to all of you. You guys have a great week, and we always appreciate you all week long here on The Jeff Cameron Show. Be good, everybody. I'll talk to you on Monday. Peace.